0: ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com.
1: Artist of the Day, Garth Brooks. The Thunder Rolls. You know, the Giants are rolling along. Giants are rolling as we bring on our good friend uh, John Schmelk. He uh, normally joins us at 12.15. A little bit later in the show today because Brian Dable uh, moved up his uh, weekly press conference and uh, John joins us now and I guess let's start right there. What, did, did Brian Dable say anything uh, of note uh, today about uh, about the team or this upcoming game?
0: No. <laughs> He really really didn't say much anything. Uh, All he said is that today's a walkthrough. uh, In a short week, Uh, Zizel Jawari is going to be limited today. Everyone should do something. And that's about it. Nothing really that interesting, to be quite honest with you. All
1: right, so I'm going to ask you a big-picture question here. Scale of 1 to 10, John, um, how surprised are you that we're still talking Giants football on January 17th? Like, from the beginning of the season. If, if I had told you January 17th they're going to still be playing, they'll be in the Final Eight, how surprised are you that this is actually a thing?
0: I would have called you a damn dirty liar, uh, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Um, yeah, no, no one expected this. I mean, you know, it was the first year of a new regime. You know, everything kind of worked out well. The timing in a lot of their games worked out. They won a lot of their close games. Um, and the coaching's been fantastic. And Daniel Jones has taken a step. Dexter Lawrence has taken a step. Uh, Andrew Thomas has taken a step. Saquon Barkley stayed healthy. Daniel Jones has stayed healthy. You know, go down the list, and it's just worked out really well. And you know, it's 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 a pleasant surprise. Thrilled to be doing you know a lot of work this week, getting ready for a playoff game. It's you know first time the Giants have been in the divisional round since the twenty eleven playoffs. So it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Uh, it's been quite a run, and you know, you, you look back on this last game, and we'll we'll talk about this Philly game here in a moment, but looking back on the win over Minnesota, uh, is, is that the best, I mean, that's the best Daniel Jones has played, right? I mean, hands down, I mean, you watch every second of every game, was that his best performance in the Giants uniform?
0: Yeah, I could argue that his last three starts, the game against Minnesota on Christmas Eve, spare that one interception, uh, the game against the Colts, and then this game against Minnesota is probably three of his top. 10 or 12 games in his career. Uh, I think he's playing his best football right now. Combine his ability to use his legs to create things. He's protecting the football. He's not making mistakes. He's making good, quick decisions. He's been accurate with the throws. I think him and the offense, uh, I'll put it all in totality, are playing their best football right now, which I think is uh, something that will have to do this week against a very good Eagles team if they want to have a chance to win.
1: What does this mean for, for his uh, future in New York?
0: Oh, uh, he's going to be here next year. I mean, I don't know what it's going to look like, if it's going to look like a, a long-term contract, which I'm sure they'd like to get done, or if it's going to be a franchise tag or whatever. But, look, I think you know he's convinced the people here he needs to convince that, that he's the Giants quarterback at the very least next year, and and maybe a whole lot longer than that.
1: I, I want to ask you about the defensive effort against the, the Vikings, because the way that game played out, you know, Justin Jefferson... Um, you know, first time around had a big game against him. It looked like he was on his way to having another really big game against him. And they, they kind of shut him down after, you know, the, the first few drives of that game. What, what did they do to to keep him in check? Um, obviously, TJ Hawkinson kind of went off. But was that kind of a, a pick your poison type situation with, where, you know, the Giants saying we're not going to let Justin Jefferson beat us today?
0: Yeah, by the way, on the offense, too, you have to keep in mind the Vikings' defense is terrible. So I also want to see how this Giants' offense and Jones plays against a much better unit against Philly this week. Um, Yeah. Look, Jefferson, they basically had a Dory Jackson on the whole game, but it was mostly zone. It was almost exclusively zone defense, and they always either had a safety over the top or bracketing him in case he made an inside cut. Look, they could have kept throwing like these little five or six-yard passes to him if they wanted to. That was there for, for much of the game, but the Giants decide to take away Jefferson, and the Vikings use that to their advantage. Like there were a lot of plays where they use Jefferson as a decoy, specifically on purpose. You could tell see, see by the the route combinations, and that left Hawkinson open, that left KJ Osborne open, Adam Thielen open, and you know the, the Vikings used that against the Giants. So the Giants picked their poison, and they said it wasn't going to be Justin Jefferson and you know Adore Jackson along with McKinney and Julian Love. Did a great job of kind of bracketing him and double teaming him to, to stop him from wrecking the game.
1: Do you expect a, a similar approach when it comes to this game against the Eagles? That you know maybe Dallas Goddard's in for a big game, or you know, do you think they'll have a similar approach with you know AJ Brown for instance, or is it does not does that not carry over from the Vikings game to this game against the Eagles?
0: Yeah, I don't think you can do the same thing because Devonta Smith's also really good. Uh, and look, Adam Thielen's good too, but he's not Devonta Smith. And the Eagles also run the ball really well. You know, the Giants really dialed back their blitzes against the Vikings and played a lot of zone quarters coverage. It was a real tendency breaker from Lake Martindale. And they played a ton of zone in that game. And, you know, that means two safeties deep. And the Vikings don't want to run the ball. The Eagles will run the ball down your throat until you stop them. So I don't think you can use a a similar scheme. I think it's going to be a little bit different this week.
1: You know, we we hear all the time, you know, it's a cliche, but I, there is some truth behind it uh, with the, it's tough to beat a team three times in one year. Uh, do you buy into that? Do you think this is going to be the toughest of the three for the Eagles to, 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 to win? Should they win it?
0: Uh, how about this? So my broadcast partner here, Lance Meadow, who does a uh, big boom kickoff live, which is our daily show here on giants.com. Hold the stat. So, Um, there's been 19 matchups between teams that have played each other three times with the third time being in the playoffs um, with the team that's hosting the playoff game being the team that was two and up. Those teams are 13 and six in those playoff matchups. So that's the record of the team that, that swept the regular season series and or the home team in the playoffs they are 13 and six. So take that however you want. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think it will be only because look, I don't take a lie out of the last two games. And here's why. The Giants didn't play their starters in week 18. I honestly take that game, I throw it away. I don't, I'm not going to watch it back. I don't, I, that game does not concern me. And the first game, at that point, the Giants were probably playing their worst football of the year. They were coming off losses to Detroit, Dallas, and Washington. And the Eagles, at that point, were at the top of their peak of their power, and they were playing their best football. I think the Giants are a much better team now than they were then. They're a lot healthier, too. There was no Leonard Williams in that game, no Dory Jackson in that game, no David McKinney in that game. So I think the Giants are a better team. I think the Eagles are not quite as good. So, yes, I think this will probably be the toughest game. Um, though I think a lot of that rides on how healthy Jalen Hurts is going to be, right? If he can be himself and run it and be a runner and not, you know, be trying to take care of his shoulder. Uh, that Eagles offense is going to be really tough to stop. But, yeah, I think this will be the best matchup of the three, because I think the Giants are playing their best football right now.
1: You, you mentioned the health of Jalen Hurts. You, you already uh, talked about Aziz Ojolari. How, how is the health of the rest of this team? Are the Giants relatively healthy Very, going into this matchup?
0: Yeah, I, I would think maybe Jason Pinnock going to be limited this week. He has an injury, uh, a couple other Nixon and bruises. I, if I had to guess right now, I don't think the Giants will have one injured player miss a game on Saturday night.
1: What does this game come down to in your mind for the Giants to pull off the upset? What do they got to do?
0: Yeah, I, was, I, I think there are uh, – I'll give you some individual matchups. How about that? I'll give you broad strokes in them matchups. One, you, you got to protect Daniel Jones, and a lot of that's going to be on Evan Neal every right tackle. Uh, he'll be going up against Hassan Redick a lot and Brandon Graham. Those guys gained some fists in the first matchup. You know, can he block those guys? I think that's going to be huge. Uh, Daniel's got to use his legs to avoid the rush and get some cheap first downs running the football. Uh, I think that's what you got to do if you're the Giants offense. You got to be a little bit more balanced. I think they threw it a lot against Minnesota. I think if you throw it 45, 50 times in this game, you know, Jones is going to get killed. Eagles had 70 sacks this year. I mean, their pass rush is sick. It's ridiculous. Then on defense, look, the Giants would not have won that game against Minnesota if Dexter Lawrence didn't play like the best defensive player in football. And that's what he played like. He was dominant. And Leonard Williams is very good too. So can those guys play as well against a much better interior Eagles defensive line with future Hall of Famer Jason Kelsey at Center, who Dexter Lawrence will be matched up on, and then their two guards who are better frankly better players than what the Vikings are out there. So can the Giants interior defensive linemen get pressure up the middle on Hertz and also stop the running game? And that's how you're ultimately Gonna give yourself a chance to win. They, you know, in the first match, the Eagles are gonna have 250 on the ground. If that happens again, you can chalk up a loss right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you still look at the Eagles as the favorites out there in the NFC? Have, have the Niners overtaken him? How, how do you kind of yeah. handicap it?
0: Right now, because I don't know what Jalen Hurts is health wise, I think you have to nod your head to the Niners. But if Hurts is 100%, I think that's going to be a heck of an NFC championship game if those two teams do, in fact, advance. I think the Giants have a shot. You know, these division matchups, it's always always tough. And look, I think if Dallas plays their best football, they have a shot against San Francisco. I don't know if it's likely... But they can win that game if they play their best football. You just never know what Cowboys team is going to show up.
1: Yeah. I mean, that Cowboys team last night would have had a pretty good chance. They, they played awfully sharp last night, yeah. but you're right. Prior to that, uh, not so much. All right, last one for you. What's your gut tell you? Are we still talking about the Giants being alive when we uh, do this next week?
0: I think in the end, the Eagles are probably going to end up being a little bit too talented. But I see too many weird things with the Giants in my time here. <laughs> like, 2007, oh, there's no way they're winning in Dallas. <laughs> they're not going to win a Lambeau Field and bing, bang, boom, there you go. So I will never put anything past this franchise and organization. Uh, every The last time the Giants won a playoff game and did not advance all the way to the Super Bowl was 1994. Wow. So. I mean, they, they tend to go on these runs. It's obviously a different group, different team, different coach, and none of these things are connected. But i see a lot of weird, unpredictable runs, so I'll never say never. But the Eagles are a really good team. The Giants are going to have to play their best game of the entire year if they want to beat Philadelphia and Philadelphia on Saturday.
1: All right, John. Great stuff as always. Uh, enjoy uh, an extra week of work, and hopefully it's an extra couple weeks of work. We appreciate you coming on.
0: I'll see you guys
1: next week. All right, there he is, uh, John Schmelk. Pre-game, both Syracuse and Utica, seven fifteen on Saturday. Here in Syracuse, we may join a little bit late because of the uh, prior game on Westwood 1. That, uh, that stadium's going to be jumping. Uh, Philly on a Saturday night for the right to go to the uh, NFC title game. That's, uh, it's going to be an electric atmosphere. We've got to take a timeout here. We'll wrap things up right after this on ESPN Radio.